Welcome to the Trash Talk Podcast. That is my terrible impersonation of Felix. I'm taking the host lead today as I'm the only person that believed that Australia could win a game over last week. And the lo fool, and behold, the fool has been proven correct. <laughs> they got it done. The Boomers. Looking Team back. Australia, game two, win 98-94. If you don't mind, Felix, hand in... Your citizenship, it's been revoked. <laughs> you are no longer a citizen of Australia. You can go to America. My man, Homicide, dressed up in that salmon outfit. Shout nice out to Bram salmon. Black. Beautiful Shout salmon out to Bram Black. Thank you. Tell us, tell us the story about uh, old salmon everything right now. Well, this is just a, a dope-ass company that I really love. I love their product. I think um, I love the Wait, do we have Wait, do we have to say this is a paid advertisement? No, I, I wish it was. I <laughs> so actually, do I. I, so was, do I. I really so do. Us. But um, I just love their, their, their clothes. You know, funny enough, what you said, I look like I just came from Kanye's Sunday session. Um, <laughs> they, uh, the lead designer was a designer uneasy. Yeah, yeah, because it's got yeah, that same. It got it's got that, that same, same vibe. I thought it was vibe. easy when you yeah, walked in. Yeah. Okay, so Werther, you get on your high horse no, no, right no, no, now. No. Um, uh, how's how was your week, mate? You you've had a busy week as well. Tell us, you went to both games. Yeah, no, I went to I uh, went to both games Thursday and Saturday. Enjoyed the open bar at both, and actually managed to catch a bit of basketball towards the back end. But no, hey, look, credit credit to the Boomers, they did it. A little trip to they Sydney too. A little trip to Sydney. We'll get into that a little bit later. But hey, credit credit to the Boomers, they got it done. I never doubted them. My man here, you were working courtside pretty much for all the international games in Australia. Tell us what you saw courtside in both games. One, well, let's start off with game one. Um, you know, first of all, it was an incredible experience and opportunity to be able to be courtside close to, close to the action the way I was. And um, it was just an awesome environment. It was an awesome event. And I believe it was just a success overall for basketball in Australia. For Australia to, Australia to win. The Boomers to win game two in the dramatic fashion and form that they did, it really, first of all, you beat USA, okay? For the first time in 13 years. So that's, that's incredible. Not, it if you could say they're not trying, not doing whatever. You know, fuck you if you say that. You you beat them. Fair and square. Patty Mills is a fucking gun. Joe Ingles stepped up. But Andrew, Andrew Bogut. Oh, my God. I didn't even know he could score like that offensively. You know, if he's going to play like that, this NBL season, it's a different conversation to have. Oh, a different conversation of the greatest center in the league conversation. It's a, it's a, it's Long. It's a, it's a, Sean Long is the best center in the league to me, without a doubt. But this is, it, it will be a different conversation if he's playing like that offensively. He was killing anybody they put on him. What he had, 16 well, and 10? Well, hang on. Anyone that they put on him, Plumlee, NBA stud, Lopez. NBA stud. Stud. There's still studs, the man. They're still yeah, based. They're like walk-up starters on the Australian team. Yeah. Okay, you they, put Brooke Lopez are, on okay, the Boomers, he's starting. Up. He's starting over Bogut. He's Bogan. starting. That's no disrespect to Bogut. Brooke, Brooke Bogut, Lopez. Bogut, Bogut's not even starting. Bogan Can we just say that? Bain started in both games. Shot yeah. Aaron Baines, that is a much, he's a man. Yeah, he's a man. He's a man's no, he's man. No, he's a male. Can I just? Everyone on the court was male. It's unreal. Um. Plumley and Lopez look horrible in the international game. They're, they're not international players. I, I get what you guys are saying as far as what they are NBA-wise. Yeah. But they're both not international players. And Lopez, Lopez is only good if he can hit the three, which he didn't in the two games. And 
I'm not sure what Plumlee is in the international game. He should be a pick and roll guy and a dive to the basket. And that's about it because he got exposed. Plumlee got exposed both games. He was terrible in both games. Lopez got even more exposed, but the Sydney crowd love him. That's just another story within itself. <laughs> that was weird. That uh, was it was super, weird. super weird. If anybody but, can tweet in and explain why the Sydney crowd well, this is, Lopez, I've got a theory. Hit me with it. The Australian public saw the tall guy sitting on the bench and just was like, it's like the little kid that doesn't get to play. It was the, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what's that, uh, Zach, what was his name that played for Illawarra? Zach Delaney. The, Zach Delaney. It was Zach like Delaney. Zach Delaney. They were like, put the little kid on. Like, put the big kid on put and let him. Put the big guy on. It was weird. And it was, and it was weird, weird, but it was also pretty awesome as well. Yeah. No, it was cool. It, uh, can, I, can we get to the seating arrangement? That, that's what I want to talk about now because the seating was, look, and it's different for me when I talk about it from my perspective. I didn't pay for the ticket. I didn't pay for kids to go, that sort of thing. So a lot of the people that are kicking up a fuss about this were the ones that were sitting there. You know, you're sitting there and you've got your kids next to you and your kids can't see. We're taller. It's never going to be an issue for us. So I can understand from that angle. You look at some of the photos that people took, like it was shit. You really couldn't see much, but I think it was just a compounding. This wouldn't have been an issue if players hadn't have pulled out because right now just issues have been compounding and compounding and compounding in the lead up to this game and i'm just talking from an individual perspective from a media perspective which caroline wilson's comments were ridiculous how about a that, pot that shot sort of stuff like, like, like the pot shot did kill off. like no no i actually i'd say i actually like caroline wilson i think she's a, she's a great journalist she actually does a good job but in that instance you're the only one in australia no i think she's good she's caro's arrow she and delivers it hard and fast. And you're the only one that thinks that in Australia. <laughs> no, because, I don't mind it. But because she's having a pot shot at the CEO of the AFL so Gillian for McLaughlin liking came another out. sport. And, and to put some context on it, Gillian McLaughlin came out and said something along the lines of, oh, you know what, I thought it was a great spectacle. But just backing up basketball Australia. But saying, and, also yeah. saying, look, I know what it is. It's a basketball game yeah. at a football stadium. I knew that my viewing, but they had big screens and I could yeah. still watch it and I enjoyed it. Yeah, but what about that? Why, why, why say, oh, you could watch it on the big screen? Watch it on fucking TV at home. Like, don't, don't use that as a saying, oh, you could still see the screen. That sucks. That sucks. And just the atmosphere at Kudos Bank Arena was so much better than oh, the game at Marvel. And Marvel was, Marvel was <clears throat> sick. I loved it because there was 50,000 basketball fans in there and it was just a pretty cool sort of vibe. But it's still not the same. It, the, the noise, everything like that. Like it, it, at, took, it took seven quarters for them to get into the game. Yeah. So did you see the pictures of... The basketball setup at Marvel versus UFC. Exactly the same. Exactly the same. Do you know the biggest difference in those two things? There wasn't a whinging bitch called Russell Crowe sitting in the front oh, row. I fucking love Russell Crowe, man. You're coming at people that I like. You can't come at Russell Crowe. No, I definitely can. You're sitting front row and you're going to bitch about it too. They paid like, 18000 Oh, my God. $18,000 and he couldn't see anything. His oh. one was bad. Like, I could understand people back. You could at least get a bit of stuff. But he had people standing in front of him the entire time. Journos, photographers, stuff like that. Like, he couldn't see anything. That was bad. That was bad. Russell, Russell Crowe got fucked over. Our greatest actor got fucked over. Is he the greatest actor? Yeah, well, who else we got? We Mel got Russell. Gibson, Mel Gibson. Gibson. Is Mel Gibson actually fully Australian? I don't know. What nope. is Mel Gibson? Oh, uh, wait, Kiwi. He's, he's Kiwi? Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I think it's Russell Crowe. Okay. Uh, at least most decorated. Nicole yeah. Kidman. Yeah, Nicole Kidman. Just throwing out him. Probably one of the Hemsworth brothers now. Yeah, oh, no, the Hemsworth boys. But yeah, no. Okay, yeah, uh, it was, Crow, yeah, yeah. Enough, but it was disappointing. No, Russell Crowe, fuck you, you bitch. You, you're just whinging. <laughs> no, I think you paid 18K and got a shit view. And But he also came out. He congratulated the boomers afterwards. 
Mm-hmm. Congratulated the Boomers on a win. Like I think he said, as a basketball fan, it was disappointing. And I think people got to, as much as we love to defend basketball Australia to the end of the earth and stuff like that in these sort of situations, because someone has to be on the offensive for basketball because the media jumps out and wants to tackle down anything to do. You look at the Ben Simmons incidents, all this sort of stuff. They want to knock that shit down. I so we it. need to defend it, but we've also got to be realistic. There's a lot of people that got let down by those that and, sitting arrangement. And there's a whole lot of people that really appreciated it. So we yeah, can't really and there was more people and that appreciated it. And remember that none of us paid for tickets. People that bitch. Look, so look, I can understand. I, I can understand all that part. However, I'm not going to stand for AFL commentators trying to rip down basketball. Stay in your lane, as you would say. And just commentate about your sport. So yeah. that's at Caroline Wilson. Stay in your lane. Second thing is, he knew Russell knew exactly what he was doing when he put out what he put out. All right. Yeah, he's pissed. Yeah. Does Russell still own the Rabbitohs, which is a Not rugby sure. league team? Yeah. Okay. So that's another sport that you know who's come out and defended Hutchie. Guess why? Because he's part of a basketball team. Oh, everyone's always going to have their motivations and, and stuff. So it's, I just, it's, a, it's a stretch to be saying that Russell Crowe was thinking that basketball was a threat to his rabbitos. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that he was a threat. I'm just saying, overall, there's a reason why those tickets were as much as what they are. Yeah. It's to get the team over here in the first place. We wanted Team USA over. We've wanted NBA games over here. And now we finally get it, and now people want to complain about it. Like, we're watching a basketball game at Marvel Stadium. Yeah, but it's a matter of perspective. There's people that paid a shit ton of money that don't earn a huge amount of money to get those tickets so their kids could see these superstars. And the superstars pulling out... everything at a concert? The superstars pulling out is not a factor. Okay, music is a whole different thing to a... You go for an event. You go for the event. No, no, no. A basketball game is different to a concert. A concert, you're dancing and singing and all that sort of shit. You can still see the stage. You can see the stage. You can see the performance. Sometimes I watch it on the on the big can screen I, just can like I ask that. You this? But it's an audio based event. Basketball is not an audio based event. So right. do not compare a concert Wait. to a basketball game. Had you had you paid for your ticket? No, oh, no, no. I said had you. Oh. If you had paid for your ticket, would you have sat in your seat the entire time at this game? At well, these no, games. I would have been at the bar, but that's just me. <laughs> exactly, because you go for the event. You no, but I'm not the- there with three kids that I've paid for to go. That's what I'm saying. These are the people that were making the most noise were the ones with kids that couldn't see anything. You really don't want your citizenship back. I'm no, well, I don't want <laughs> if that's a thing, then I, I don't want it like, back. You know, it was an incredible event. Um, Unreal event. Amazing. One of the best games in Australian I basketball history. I think it history. was historic. They got a W. In the manner in the manner that they got the W in, people are just gonna always remember Australia beat USA. Yeah. You'd rather have been in the building than just watch it at home on TV. So that's just the way that I look at it. Yeah, no, no, it's and it's cool. I'm not yeah. taking anything away from the boomers here. I'm just standing up for the parents who brought their kids who wanted to see this game. They didn't want to just listen to the game. They wanted to see it. And that's where, whether it's Basketball Australia, TEG, whoever it was, could have done a better job. Look, the event was still a major success in my eyes. How but could have done could you, what, what would you, if yeah. you can yeah. tier the, the seating. So what, what you do, what you there do? is an actual layout that you can do at Marvel. But it's, you can't put stands You can't put stands in front of stands, mate. No, no, no. You don't fill the level one stands. You start on level two and you tier the seating up on the lower level. And that's what you do. Okay. So there, there is a model out there that can be done. I'm not sure who tweeted it out, but there is uh-huh. a model that can be done at Marvel, but it costs a lot more than just to do the plastic seats, as you can imagine. But I think that BA, TEG, whoever it was, should have footed the bill and understood, because all you've got to do is get to the game 
and look at the seating and sit in one of those back ones and think, hey, you know what? If there's someone sitting in front of me and whether I'm a kid or whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. it's going to be a bit of a hassle to see and there's going to be issues. How many times so have I done- there's some serious fire festival vibes <laughs> about the sort of arrangement there. How many other times have they done a game like that at Marvel Stadium? Never. Okay, so they're going to learn yeah, from Yeah, oh, of course they're going to learn from it. They won't yeah. do that again. No, for sure. Right. But I just think I, you've got to – because so many people are shooting down these people's oh, they're whinging, complaining. It's like, no, mm-hmm. they spent $4,000 when potentially they don't earn, earn a huge amount of money. They spent $4,000 for an event that hopefully their kids would remember forever. Oh, remember we went to see Team USA and that sort of stuff. But instead, they're sitting there looking at the back of someone's head, which sucks. Look – I, I know people that flew interstate from interstate right. that yeah. sat right up the back, and I didn't hear too many of those people complain. And yeah, okay, like, you've got a sample size there. Yeah, but I'm going to say Two people. I'm going to say well, there was a lot more. I'd, We're sitting on the on the floor seats. No, no, the back of the floor sitting seats. right at the back back. Oh, of that's the fine. That's fine. You can see that. But, you can see but, down in the court. But, We're but, talking about obstructed view. I know, but we're talking about how much money people paid. They're paying. For families, yeah, but you know exactly thousands what you're of dollars to fly in just for the game. Like I yeah. understand paying down there, but there's people that paid a lot that sat up there as well. Yeah, but that's that, they know exactly what they're getting. They know they're sitting back row and they didn't have an obstructed view. The issue is the obstructed view. That's the issue. The seating arrangement was not applicable to a basketball game. Not applicable to a basketball game. And we talk about but, UFC. But the you, difference but, with the UFC is that the cage is raised a fair amount. The cage is raised higher than what that basketball court is, right. so you do have a you do have a better view in that better view in that regard. But I've been to the US UFC before in Vegas, and even though it wasn't that same massive tier seating, most of the time I was watching the big screen. Mm. I was watching the big screen when I was there, but that's just how that one was. But mm. I, I think it, it's a touchy subject because again, it, I, I feel like if I had paid that money, I would have been disappointed. If I had to sat at the back, I would have known what I'm getting into. If, if people sitting at the back are complaining that all oh, the players look small, what the fuck? It's a goddamn football stadium. That's what you get. Obstructed views, my issue. But I'd say, what the fuck to people that thought that that would be good seating at the back of the floor seating? Oh, like exactly the same as what you said. But they, you, look, I look, would have assumed it would be tiered. I would have assumed it would have been on a slight, at least a slight raise. Anyway, Team Australia, how do we feel now that the games are done and dusted in Australia? These guys have gone to China. How do we feel about the team now? Obviously, there's been ins and outs. It's been really interrupted sort of off-season for them, leading or lead-up games. What are we expecting from this Australia team, knowing after what we saw uh, on Saturday night? I think, you know, anytime you can have a team that beats USA, regardless of what players are on the court, they're going to go into the World Cup confident. Um, Obviously, people automatically will feel... USA is going to be gold. They beat USA, fair and square. I think they're going to have an issue in the second pool. They're going to come out of their pool, but the second pool is where it gets tougher. Are we safe in the first pool? They're going to to come out of the first pool. They're going to come in with with hella confidence. They'll get Canada. I believe that team will beat Canada. Once is, they beat is Corey Canada, Joseph joining the team? Is that still the Apparently Nick, Nick Nurse came out of the press conference and said that he expects him to be on a flight tomorrow. You, you never know. Look, we got to, we got to meet Nick Nurse yeah. and he seems like a pretty jovial sort of dude, so right. he could just be fucking with the media there. So, that would be a very so Nick Nurse you, thing. Did Corey you hear did his, tell him? Corey did tell him that he was he was coming, yeah. regardless yeah. of what the reports were. But I believe Australia will go into that game confident and get the W against yeah. them. 
then uh, they play. There's we like got two so we got we got Lithuania in our pool as well, and Senegal. Senegal, right. which is so, tough. You can't don't sleep on Senegal either. Don't we can't, can't sleep, sleep on anyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that. That is a really tough pool, and I look I look at it like we've got to be on our on our p's and q's on from the get go on this because if we drop one of these games, yeah, you, you it's be becomes really really dangerous. But like you said, we should be feeling good going into it. But Felix, what are you? What are your thoughts coming out of uh, the games? Oh, I don't know. See, and and it's a bit hard for us to sneak up on teams because we've had so much NBA exposure and stuff like that. But the thing in terms of when I look at the the World Cup as a whole, and I've spoken about that last spoke about that last week that a lot of teams are depleted in terms of talent. For some reason, this, it, this is a lot more open as a World Cup. Guys have pulled out. Spain's depleted. These sort of teams. But the fact that we beat USA and it was worldwide news. There's a target not, on our back. There's a target on our back now. We're not sneaking up on anyone. And I tell you what, it also lights a flame under Team USA's ass, which is the way that I thought they were going to be vulnerable this tournament is if they come in with that lackadaisical sort of attitude, oh, we're Team USA, and bang, they lose a couple of games in the they lose a game in the pool. In the first pool, they get a tough match up there. You never know, then they're vulnerable. But now I just feel like you, you know, you poke the bear for too long. Then they're going to so come out. So you were satisfied with their response and how they came out against Canada yesterday? No, I think that was a shit game. I think it was a shit game overall. But I think they're focused on the World Cup. Like, look, I, th- I think once they get there, it's a hold. They fired on Wednesday, I think it is, and Australia's already over there. So we're not talking about Team USA here, anyway. No, I'm talking. Yeah, I'm talking about teams that are yeah. teams that are going to be a threat to Australia because when we're going into this World Cup, I'm going in for us to try to win it. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. So if I'm looking at teams that are going to challenge us in that, I'm looking at you know still Spain, of course, Croatia. But USA, that, that's that's my one. I think you can. People always think there's blood in the water, but just don't poke that bear. And I feel like the bear has been well and truly poked, cattle prodded. Where's Australia's biggest liability when it comes to this World Cup? For me, I think it's the bench depth. Yeah, and what we've got because I think we spoke about it last week. It's the NBL guys' ability to stand up and deliver on the world stage. Yeah. We saw in game two, Nick Kay came out and had a great game. Chris Golding obviously had a target on his back after game one and yeah. they weren't going to allow him to get his shots off as easy. Um, but I thought Nathan Sobey came in and played uh, – uh, not Nathan Sobey. Um, Mitch. Mitch came in and played great minutes for the, the time that he put in there. So that, did, that, that bench depth for me is the real question mark – when it comes to the World Cup. Well, that's what you say. And you, and you know it better than anyone. When you get to these tournaments, the Olympics, whatever, World Cups, so or really when the, when the pressure gets on and it's winning time, your rotation's going to stick to six, seven players. I, I reckon Lamanos probably goes seven deep with this team. But then your issue is injuries, that sort of stuff. But, you know, injuries aside, I don't think our depth is going to be a huge issue because Chris Goulding already came out and killed it in the first game, Nick Kane in the second. So at least there's some confidence. And this is why these warm-up games are so important. You know what your starters are going to be like. You, we've got enough chemistry on this team. Delhi, Joe, these guys have played together for long enough. The chemistry is not, you know, where we're going to win and lose. I'm quite confident in our chemistry. It's just having the confidence of guys like Goulding, K to come in and say, you know what, I am of this caliber. And Goulding, of course, he's been there before, Olympian. He's that sort of caliber. But Nick K especially, you know, I can do this. I can play. I fucking came out against Team USA and balled out. I can do this. I think that's where it's going to help us in the long run. And he silenced a lot of doubters as well. Oh, yeah, and I was a doubter as well. I was like, what the fuck after that first game? After game one, I think everyone was like, 
We we really going to take Nick over Brock Modem? But they were looking for it as well. People were searching for it because originally, you know, the selections with Creek not making it, Nick K getting selected. There was a lot of question on that. Brock Modem, of course, which I can understand that. Brock Modem's a scorer right now. And maybe right now we only really got Patty as a scorer. It would have been nice to have another scorer in there, but it's not the direction that Lamanis went with. Where do you see the weakness? Kelly's going to have to deliver some more offensively. Oh, yeah. He's going to have to. He has to get his confidence up. And hopefully, again, although he didn't play well, at least they beat USA. So he knows that, look, I didn't even play well. Defensively, I was there. But as as we know, he's always going to be there defensively. But offensively, they're going to need him to get be able to get a couple of buckets. I think with Delhi, the thing that he needs to do is actually be aggressive on the rim to start the game. Too often they look for the lob pass or, you know, to set up other people. You think about when he was going at Cleveland with LeBron there, was he was actually looking to score himself a little bit, yeah. which then allowed the defense to collapse on him, which allowed him to pass and yeah. set up the play, these players in the, the second half of the game. And for me, I feel like he's obviously he's changed his jump shot, so that's something new, which is tough to do at his age. It's, to try, it looks like he's done an alright job. Like it's it, as much as zero for nine is not nice in that in some of those warm up games, but I mean it, it looks, looks so smoother. much better. It looks so much smoother. But that being said, you got it's either in or out, right? Yeah. So uh, for me, Delhi just needs to be more aggressive, making plays once he gets into the gaps, and and looking to score more, and then be the distributor in the second half and get his other players going because. Uh, I agree with you. Delhi's going to be a huge part of it. I think Joe's the same way. And why they don't give Joe the ball coming off on his left hand on on balls more often yeah, yeah, is yeah. on me. So. I'll tell you what I was thinking about the other day, just in regards to the World Cup. Australia, imagine that. They get their first medal. So where were your Olympics played? Beijing and London. Beijing. So London. Dope. After that, go out, get sourced on the sesh. Unbelievable post-game party. China? Oh, can you imagine when we fucking win the World Cup and the guys exactly, have to go out in I, China? I know exactly. Like I've been out plenty of times in China. And, oh, <laughs> man. I know where they're going. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. If they do want to go there, I can recommend some fantastic spots. <laughs> but uh, yeah, see, every time I go over there, my calves just seem to tighten up and I need to get loosened every time. My shoulder blades, everything. It just, yeah. here's a, just got to get in there and get loosened up. Here's a funny story. My first world champs were in Japan. And uh, oh God. we uh, we had a big night out on the last night and we were staying quite a way out of Tokyo. And yeah. It, but there was a train. It was like an hour and a half train ride. So everyone's decided to make the trip. Oh, actually, on the target, I read that yeah. train situation or something yeah. else. Yeah. <laughs> so we've made the trip in and obviously it's very, very early in the morning when we're heading back and... One of my teammates decides to have a lie down on the train, like not on the seat, but on the floor. Yeah, as you do. But there's commuters going to work the next day. (laughs) This old guy, he would have been 70, 80 years old, walks up to my teammate who's laying on the floor and lays the boots into him. (laughs) Just starts kicking the absolute shit out of him. And me watching that, laughing... Thought sucked in. Yeah, for falling asleep. It. <laughs> it was one of those 
surreal. <laughs> like when you're drunk and you're just staring at things. You're just like, looking at it. What? Is this really happening right now? Is he really getting kicked? Yeah, he's getting, getting yeah, kicked. Yeah, he's getting kicked. <laughs> and then just laughing. It was, yeah. I got his going back to China. Oh, filth. suck going yeah. out after that. Oh, man. China has some spots. Like, there's always, in every, every China trip that I've been to, we're talking about actually, like, you know, once you've limbered up and you're ready to go out, they've got, like, these random nightclubs. Like, I went to one on, when I went with the Kings on that pregame tour, and, like, everyone was, like, working real hard to make the team, and, you know, my, I just wanted to enjoy China. So I went out, and this dude started pouring that, you know, like, Glen LeVay or whatever it is? Mm-hmm. They were pouring it into, like, buckets and stuff and drinking it. I was with Alex Marich. <laughs> Big truck. Fucking what, the, the funniest dude I reckon I've ever been with in my life. Him bartering in a Chinese market. Like, like fuck off. What? Like, yelling at these dudes. Like, people were physically scared in this market. He's huge. Come back, yeah. crazy man. Come back, crazy man. <laughs> like, shit like that. Like, he's arguing over a GoPro. Like, the dude's got a lot of money. He's wealthy. He's invested well. And he's trying to get this GoPro down. Like, I'd, I'd get something and barter it down, like a shirt down to like 100 yuan. Yeah. He'd come back. I got it for five. It was yeah. six others. Like, shit like that. Oh, my God, man. Alex Marriage. If anybody has a chance to ever go out with Alex Marriage truck, Fuck me, that has been Bartering one of the best over in China is a whole different experience. It I depends it. on how ruthless you are. Like, if they start at 100 and you start at one. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. Like, but I love how they get into it. Like, they physically, yeah. like, like, I remember I was I trying to. I can't do that. I can't feed my family. I can't feed my family. I was trying to get family. like a Gucci shirt. It was in the Shanghai, like in the main market. I'm trying to get this Gucci shirt. And I never actually wore it. I don't know why I actually, why I even wanted it. But she was like, like, like 600. See, like, flatline 600, wouldn't budge from it. So I walked out, chases me down, 500. And it just kept going to the point where she's grabbing me by the shoulder. I was like, I didn't even want this fucking shit, but it got down to 50 and I was like, oh, fuck it, I'll yeah. have it. Like that sort of thing. But it's a sport. Like they enjoy it. Mm. Like it's cool. We need to do that here. But then and when you come- would be sweet in Australia. <laughs> oh man, when, 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 I was saying to the boys when we were in Sydney before, we got into, we had this taxi driver and immediately he came out and he was like, I forgot what he said, but he was like saying the price for it and I immediately wanted to just go to that bartering. Yeah. Just bang. Like, no, 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 you're crazy, crazy. 10. <laughs> 10. Get us to Darling Harbour yeah, at 10 Get us to Darling Harbour 10 bucks. The dude down there said he was going to do it for 15 mm. But that sort of stuff. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I just If I was going to medal at a World Cup, wouldn't want it to be in China. Would not want it to be in China. I wanted it to be in like, you know, Czech Republic in Prague or something like that where you can actually go out and enjoy it. All right. Who's winning the World Cup? Well, it doesn't matter because I can't party anyway. So Who's winning it? USA. USA. Team USA. I don't know. I'm not sold on USA. Nope. I just I wasn't sold on it before, but you know what? I think that loss is going to cut that win for Australia is going to come back to bite us or light a fire under the ass of the USA. I hope Australia wins. Don't get me wrong. Don't revoke my citizenship for this. I love the Boomers. I love the Boomers. I'll be watching every game and I want them to win. But I don't know. I, I, I just think the team Re- USA. Realistically, there's five or six teams that can win at the moment. Well, like, this is, this is the most open wide open. open. Maybe maybe give us your Smokey. Smokey, who you're not thinking of, mm. that could possibly win. I'm going, I'm still going with Spain because I think that they're going to be – they've been pushed out in the odds a little bit to gamble responsibly. I'm going to look at some of the World Cup markets, but they've been pushed out a bit purely because of all the same guys dropping out. But we forget that there are so many dudes stashed away in Spain that yeah. just choose to play, to live in Barcelona, places like that, and not go over to the NBA. The NBA sort of caliber guys. <laughs> They could get over there and play a role in the NBA, but yeah, they're earning good money. They're living at home. They're in their native country, speaking their native language. They don't want to get out of it. I'd pick Spain if we just just smoky, just smoky, smoky. I'm okay. going to go with Brazil. As Brazil. hey, Didi, Didi Lazaro. Lazuda. 
who made who's the now Sydney Kings player that's uh, made the national team. Next stars. What a crock of shit that is. This dude's a, this dude's a <laughs> legitimate professional. And now he's coming as an as an next star. Well, I figured I don't know this for a fact, but I figured that they're changing it in. Never say that. Just, the, just say it's a fact. Fuck it. For, for the one and done rule, that's probably going to come in next year. Yeah. And so we've already shifted the goalposts in line of what's going to happen next in the NBA. That's so, still amazing to me. But, that the fact that we don't understand the ramifications of just this little league in Australia that was on the brink of bankruptcy before Lord Kesselman came and saved it with his own hands on the brink of bankruptcy and now it's changing the dynamic of the NBA and such a hotly contested rule, which is the one and done sort of thing. It could completely change the, you know, the atmosphere of world basketball. Just out of curiosity, you I mean, you've just been back to the States for a little bit. Is there any buzz around your people around what the NBL is doing? Like obviously they're following you and what you've been able to done, but do your people at home, understand what's happening down here Have, has the nbl got more of a buzz now than it well are they is it on the lips of people this in is the, the states hot, this is absolutely this is the hottest the league's ever been as far as on on the international stage like the whole world is watching yeah. because of the impact these two young men and i'm specifically talking about rj hampton who is projected to be a number six pick that no one really seems to talk about here because the walking movie is here, which mm. is LaMelo Ball. Like he's a movie in itself. So those two guys have the whole world watching. Slam Magazine is sponsoring Illawarra. Illawarra. Huge. Yeah. Slam, ESPN is here. Why? Because of those two. Mm-hmm. You know, the world is actually really watching closely just to see how they perform game in, game out. So it's really exciting. And I think, um, People really don't understand down here and people need to be on their A games because literally the world is watching. I think that's going to that's gonna happen as well. In the lead up to it, it's going to be big, blah, blah, blah. But as soon as LaMelo actually steps on court in an actual game, that's where it's just going to go bang because all of a sudden that's on Sports Center. It's all over the place. I think the funny, like, <clears throat> Diddy Lozaro will be better than both of those players yeah, this, for sure. this coming season. But he's also a, like a, not I don't a season. Know. Hey, he's, he's. I don't know. His summer league, and that would have been interesting because I reckon Lamelo Ball. When you look at the numbers he's put up in the Drew League, could have put some numbers in the summer league. Look, I'm with his you. physique is the only thing that gets me when he's getting dogged by guys like, you know, the Kevin Lish, Casper Ware. These sort of guys. When he didn't dog by them, that's what worries me. But holy shit, but, this dude can. But play. I'm talking about overall game. Like Lazaro can play defense as yeah. well. So I get what you're saying. I agree that. He can put up offensive numbers, but we know the biggest question mark. The one that interests me is... Coaches aren't going to lose games on yeah. the defensive end to have LaMelo out there. Actually, yeah. Maybe that's in the deal. I don't know. But <laughs> the young guy that the Phoenix have got... Terry Armstrong. Terry Armstrong. Like, I'm interested to see what he... Because out of everyone that's got all the praise and... No one's saying a word about No Terry. one's saying a word about him. And I think he might have just as much opportunity in what the Phoenix are doing to have, come in and have an impact straight away and we know that he's an athlete I'm, I mean he's got can we, can we, can we, Gibson can, so there's a, uh, there's a bit of can we there. just say that I'm excited to see a dunk comp this year in the NBL yeah. I don't think I've ever said that in my entire and life but I want to see a dunk comp in the NBL this year yeah and, and not looking at it like oh this is going to be cringeworthy like yeah. this could actually be a legitimate dunk comp absolutely like I think Armstrong has 
just as much as what Terence Ferguson had when he came for Adelaide. I like his game a little bit more, and we know that Ferguson's going on and he's a starter now at OKC and all that sort of stuff. But, I mean, between the four of them, and we call bullshit on the Diddy rule, but Diddy Lazuda. We call bullshit, but those four guys are all going to have an impact on this season. So it's going to be, I can't wait. And look, it feels like the first sort of year where we've had a proper kind of NBA style rookie of the year race that we're able to follow throughout the year because last year it was you know yeah Dan Greta this sort of guy but it just didn't have that same flavor with throwing and that sort of stuff whereas now I don't know it just adds a little bit of uh, Noi up in yeah yeah, yeah, does sleep on crowd Noi as well man it's it's, it's, it's it's, gonna be that's the cool thing the talent is loaded on the top end we talked about the imports superstars stuff like that but it's loaded on the bottom end as well these young guys are gonna come in and light it up this year I hope well, I think that's about to wrap it up. It's <laughs> about time. Uh, we will be back. We're going to do an NBA preview next. Ooh, We're going to talk about the off-season that was oh in the biggest God. off-season oh, in NBA history. <laughs> we talk about the World Cup in an open slate. Wait till you get to the NBA oh, where we've got oh, six, goodness. seven, eight teams. And I'll tell you what, we're even going to throw some odds into that one because there is some juicy value. So next time juicy we'll be talking on these all NBA. Looking forward to it. Boys, thank you. It's been great again. Thank you. What, what, are, they, what, what, are, they, what are they saying? Uh, what's the what's the Bruce? Yeah, is it Bruce Almighty or the movie? No, the Truman Show. What does he say? I don't know. Thank you. If I don't see you, good, yeah, good evening. If I don't see you, good night. Something like that. Something along those lines. Anyway. Nice, <laughs> really is. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.